Turn with me in the book of Habakkuk, the third chapter. <clears throat> we'll see if we can glean a little something here. Uh, I looked on my phone this morning. It'll kind of go along with this. The president of these United States and his wife are celebrating Gay Pride Month. So we've come a long way, baby. <clears throat> and sometimes I wonder how close we are because of things I see just like this. It's on and on and on. Women and children are ruling the world, this country. And uh, it's come down to the very head of our government is going to celebrate something like that. Third chapter book of Habakkuk, he said a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet unto Sanganah. And I don't know all there is to know about that, but it seems like he's put it in the form of a song. When I look these words up, it's to be sung by the people of God. Not one time, but over and over, every day, sing this song. And then the song is in the form of a prayer. O oh Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. That's good. Fear. Fear is the beginning of wisdom. When there's fear, there's some amount, no matter how little the fear, there's some amount of repentance. Fear brings on repentance. And that's the problem I have with some of the evangelism of our day. There's no judgment and no fear in it. It must be preached to fear God. That's the whole duty of man. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's all we got to do. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Fear God. I heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath. Remember mercy. Lord, <laughs> Don't do what you ought to do with us. Have mercy. Have mercy. But but here's what he's pleading. It seems like time has, has got away from us. We're in the middle of it. Lord, in the middle of your work, come and help us. Uh, 
That's all I can say about our nation this morning. In the middle of your work, Lord, come and do something. Work out your salvation in this nation. But Lord, in your wrath, in your wrath, remember mercy. Don't do to us what you ought to do. We wouldn't be here. We couldn't stand it. And the Lord is not mad at the people so much as their sin, their state of sin. They're always bowing to sin. Matter of fact, they, they imagine more and add to it and increase in sin. That's what the Lord is mad at. That's what He's angry about. But they don't take it to heart. They know it. Have they not known? Surely they have known. That they always put it off till tomorrow, until tomorrow. And when they get in my state, well, they might look at it a little different. Tomorrows are not nearly as many as they were. <clears throat> my grandson is up by the house yesterday, and he, he was talking about he's going to build a house over by us, and we're going to be there. And I said, Son, not many of my folks live past 100. I mean, you count up how many years I, I am now, you, you better get your house built tomorrow. If it, <laughs> they're, they're in the midst of the years. He said in verse 3, he said, God came. This is some kind of reassurance now. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. We'll rest there a second. He come from mountains all around there. Not only Sinai, but he come from all of them. He's over all of it. He come from all these places to deliver his people. He's in all the places. He's everywhere. In all the other mountains. Near or far. What the meaning here is they were nearer to Jerusalem, I believe. But he come. And the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah, his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise when he came. When he came. <clears throat> In verse 4 he said, And his brightness was as the light, as a light. He had horns coming out of his hand and there was the hiding of his power it was in the very grasp of his hands 
power. Power. Horns. Hook off everything else. It was great power. Before him went the pestilence, and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations. And everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction. We look around us today, that's what we see around us, affliction. And the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea? That thou didst ride upon thine horses in thy chariots of salvation? I looked this up some years ago. Here's a little in the commentary. There's a little differences here. I'll give you mine. The rivers sometimes rage. The seas sometimes rage. And they come up. But God is always in control of all those things. But we, the people, are always in amongst those things. Stuff, it was kind of stormy last night, wasn't it? And we're in the middle of it. But who is over it? God controls all of it. Somehow, the, the things that we think are so disastrous work to the good of the Lord's people. Always. Nothing catches the Lord by surprise. He sees all these things. He's always taking care of his people. Now, the Lord wasn't displeased with the rivers, but he causes them to roar sometimes all around us. Verse 9 said, The bow was made quite naked according to the oaths of the tribes. Even I word. He rests again on that. That this cleave the earth with rivers. Another reason I think that was the meaning of it is he put them everywhere. It's all for us to observe, just like the creation. We look at all these things and we wonder. But the Lord's people say, even so, it is good because the Lord has brought it to us.
little scripture to back this up, Psalms 119. One twenty one. He said, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine own or mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according to thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. Lord, don't quit. Keep on teaching me. It is time it is time, in the middle of the years, it is time for thee, Lord, to work. That's what we'd like to see this morning. We know the Lord is working, but we sometimes are impatient. We say it is time. It seems like it is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. Is that not what we've been saying? It must be. It's the Lord's word. And I hate every false way. <clears throat> but even so, come, Lord Jesus. In the book of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, I believe, verse 18. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus, Thou hast chastised me, and I was chastised as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. Turn thou me. That's their only hope, by the way, that the Lord would do a work. And I shall be turned. For thou art the Lord my God. Surely after that I was turned, I repented. So the fear, I say, has come upon a man to the point that he understands that God is just just judgment and judge in all things 
Surely after that I was turned, I repented, and after that I was instructed. You see, you can't be taught until you return. You understand, uh, I taught in apprentice training, plumbing and apprentice training. I taught welding there. And the first thing I learned about doing that was you got to unteach most people. And that's what's going on here. If you don't get their attention. But you got to unteach me. I all say, oh, yeah, I can weld. Yeah, um, let me show you how good. Not break their projects, you know, just over and over. No. Son, you don't, you, you just, you don't understand. You don't know how to weld. If you listen, I'll show you. That's the kind of way with this. After that I was instructed, I smote upon my thighs and I was ashamed, yea, even confounded, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a pleasant child? For since I spake unto him, I do earnestly remember him still, Therefore my bowels are troubled for him. I will surely have mercy upon him, saith the Lord. You can act up, but when the Lord sets out to teach. But then again, we've got to get in a position to learn. The, the teaching's all about us. We've got a whole book of it here. Teach, learn what is good, what is good for you. In Psalms, the 85th chapter, again, I guess verse 6. Wilt thou not revive us, Lord, again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. And I will hear what God the Lord will speak. That's kind of where we started. What his speech was. The Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh to him. That what? Fear. That fear, that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together in righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth sprang out of the earth. 
in righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, ever good and perfect gift, come down from the Father of lights, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps, be up on the highway. All the rocks removed, road made clear, smooth, be traveling down the highway. The way of his steps, that's where we need to be going, in the way of his steps. In the book of Isaiah, <clears throat> 63rd chapter, little assurance. <clears throat> verse 7, 63 and verse 7, he said, And I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us. And the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies, not his wrath now, his mercies, and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was, was. Or underscore that was. It's 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 done thing. It's done deal. Was their savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. He brought them up. Brought them up out of the land of Egypt, land of sin. Delivered them from sin. He's our Savior. That's what He come for, to save us from our sin. He delivers. And then there's a warning next in verse 10. He said, but they rebelled. Isn't that the way of it? I've always said a man could mess up a ball bearing if you give it to him. And they rebelled. For what? For what? It's so much better to be agreeable with the Lord. Fear Him and keep His commandments. 